Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for this season's final episode of From the Couch Sports. I am joined this evening by Kieran. How are you doing, fellas? Or fella, I should say. We miss you, Eric. We do miss you, Eric. Sort of. And last, not least, Jerome. It is I, Jerome, the mod, the moderator. So we're going to jump right into it. The big game, ha- big game has come and gone. Sadly, uh, it is over. Tom Brady has his seventh ring. Well, ha- doesn't have it yet, but he will. Uh, he's won his seventh championship, uh, this time with the NFC and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Wow. Karen, what, what, what's your reaction from the game? Um, it wasn't very good. Um, if I'm being honest, uh, it was, it was a little bit of a snoozer. Um, I lost every single bet, every single pool, every single prop bet that I put on the game, uh, except for one. I was in Caitlin's uh, family's, uh, like, their Super Bowl pool thing. None of my boxes hit, but on the side bets, I did get Kansas City to score first correct. Won me a whopping $1.41. Let's go. Kids are going to college. Um, I can retire now. But – yeah, man, it was just, it was tough. You know, everyone was like, oh, hammer the over, hammer the over. Holy fuck, man, did that fall flat, much like Mahomes did plenty of times uh, wow. that night. Yeah, too soon. Um, we'll get into that later. I do feel bad for the fucking kid. But, yeah. yeah, man, Tampa Bay's defense, I don't know if it's so much Tom Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl as it is the Tampa Bay pass rush winning him his seventh Super Bowl. But, yeah, overall, I didn't enjoy watching it. Um, front to back, I don't just the wasn't what I expected. You know, bud, I'm right there with you. I did not enjoy watching this game, you know, for what it's worth. I think everyone was disappointed except for Tampa Bay fans and, and people that hang on uh, Tom Brady's jockstrap. I think those two groups of people are the only people that aren't super excited about this game. And you're absolutely right. Tampa Bay, 100%. Uh, the defense won this game. Uh, There was an argument at work yesterday amongst everyone about, you know, oh, you know, Tom Brady. I was like, no, the defense won this game. Nine points. Nine points. No, Mahomes didn't have a touchdown. That's everything. He was everything. First time he was held. Yeah. First time he was held to single digits. First time he lost by double digits. Defense. Defense, defense, defense. Don't get me wrong. Tom put some points on the board, but he wasn't the only one. They kicked some field goals. It should happen. All right. So moving right ahead. Karen, tell me about something that you liked that you saw from the game. Uh, can't be the weekend's performance either. Uh, it has to be something football related. Okay, got it. I did like how... It was probably the quickest I've ever seen anything from a football game turn into a meme that quickly. It seemed like five minutes into his performance, it was already a meme. That was awesome. I <laughs> uh, got got some funny stuff out of that. But football-wise, I just think it was Tampa Bay's ability to get to Mahomes so fucking fast. It seemed like every single time he snapped the ball, he immediately had to sprint 20 yards back. You know, I think it was like 56 dropbacks, and they pressured him on 29 of them. You know, that's absolutely insane when you're talking about a team that just a year ago waltzed into the Super Bowl and walked away with it handedly, you know, waltzed through the majority of the season 
um, arguably, and, and and took it overhandedly. But yeah, it was it was definitely Tampa Bay's pass rush, man. They were insane. Um, I know uh, Kansas City was missing two starting tackles on their offensive line, and their absence was very very much felt by no one more than Mahomes. And the turf, the turf felt it a lot too. Yeah, the poor turf. So something I like that I saw in this game was nothing, nothing uh, other than, you know, not that's the only you picked it. That's the only thing I saw. Nothing else good in this game. Uh, so that I'm going to lead right off with something I didn't like in this game. I hated that. Apparently the defensive backs for the chiefs have either this entire year been cheating with holding wide receivers or it's and and everybody's been looking away or suddenly the uh refs learned how to make calls for defensive uh you know holding and pass interference because holy shit caught that 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 pretty much cost in the game uh 100 did man and you know tyron matthews a kid who's notorious even going back to his lsu days for having a, a short wick as it were you know, he's getting in Tom's face. He's getting the it's penalty after this penalty after that penalties in the end zone, man. Like I think it was a, a combination of that, that lost in the game. And the fact that just fucking Kelsey and Hill couldn't catch the goddamn ball. Um, you know, all credit to Pat Mahomes, man. He was getting, you know, pressure from every single angle. He was getting the throws off and they just weren't connecting for one reason or another. You know, it was either a tip ball for an interception. It was hitting Tariq Hill in the face in the end zone it was hitting Kelsey in the hands and him dropping it on a third down. You know, it was a plethora of things, but I think you're 100% on the money. There is the defensive backs for Kansas city. And like, I saw, I've seen videos like all over Twitter and Instagram of, you know, them in week three, holding on to everybody under the sun and this and that, the other thing. So I don't know if it's, you know, they were just getting away with it because they were the chiefs. And then when Super Bowl time came, it's like, all right, well, you know, we got to call it now because it's you know the game of all games and you can't let anything kind of slip through the cracks or otherwise they're going to drag you over the coals in tampa bay yeah I, don't, I honestly don't know what it was um but for the most part they got them right the one pass interference in the end zone i thought was bullshit that one right before the right before the halftime mm-hmm. i thought that one was a crock of shit that one was dumb but i think for the most part you know they were they were holding them you know and when, you, and when you're holding the wide receivers on the biggest stage in sports it's going to get called. It just seems like a one one huge setup. Like you're not going to make those calls forever, and then you know it's like back to what we were talking about last week. About man, they found a way to to really shut down. <laughs> oh, they really found a way to shut down Diggs. It's like um, so yeah, they were all over him like white on rice. Like literally, they were just hanging on to him. Yeah, hanging off him like a scarf. If they were getting the same calls in that game, that you know, maybe the Bills are in the Super Bowl. And I think the Bills beat the Bucks, honestly. Mm, I don't know. Both of those same teams show up. I mean, it looked like Tampa Bay was was amped. True. Anyway. Josh anyway, Josh uh, does uh, not you know, trip, though. <laughs> uh conspiracy theories aside. Conspiracy theories aside. <laughs> um did you have anything to add or like, you know, the worst thing that you saw? No, I think you nailed it too. I think it was just poor not disciplined defensive play from the chiefs and just absolutely bum rushing the quarterback from, from Tampa. You know, I think we, you know, yeah. we're on the same page there. This wasn't good. 
it's interesting to see from a stat point of view who had to- more total yards, Karen. In terms of in the game, yeah, we're, just guess. I have the I have it right here. Just guess for me. More total yards in the Tampa. Nope. Kansas City had three fifty. Bucks had three forty. Who had more passing yards? Oh, I mean, I want to say Brady because he actually connected on his passes, but maybe Mahomes. I don't know. I'm assuming Brady though. Nope. Kansas City had two hundred and forty-three. The Bucks only had one hundred and ninety-five. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. Remember, remember defensive pass interference and defensive holding don't count towards pass yards. (laughs) Imagine that. Um, Rushing yards. That's got to be box. Yes, 145 to 107. Okay. And uh, yards per play. That's got to be the box because I think penalties are factored into that, correct? Yes, but uh, it's very close. It's 5.4 to 5.1. Yeah. I mean, looking at the stats. It was a relatively close game. Bucks punted more than the Chiefs did, which yeah. again seems bonkers. Um, but then you get to interceptions thrown. Chiefs had two. No fumbles, though. No fumbles. Oh, and penalty yards. So the Chiefs were were flagged eleven times for 120 yards. Oh my god. That's two touchdowns at least. And In the then, Super Bowl. Yeah. And then the Bucks four times for 39 yards, which sounds kind of average. Even below average, I'd say. That's that's a good game Crazy. For them. Crazy. Even time of possession was pretty close. Uh, Chiefs had 28-37, and Bucks had 31-23. But at the end of the day, Chiefs had nine points. Bucks had 31. It's crazy. I did have one stat I did want to touch on, though. Um, oh, please tell me. Tell me. I'm itching. So, Ooh. so in the playoffs, uh, Tom Brady had to go through some pretty immense talent uh, to, on his way to the Super Bowl. Uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and, of course, Patrick Mahomes in the big game. But of the four games that the Bucks played in that they had won in the playoffs, Jerome, would you care to venture a guess, even though you're not going to guess because I just told you who it was, who had the most passing yards against the Buccaneers defense this postseason. Uh, I believe he's named after a famous beer, uh, Heineke. That is correct. Taylor motherfucking Heineke QB three in Washington. Technically four. Technically, no. Okay. So yeah. Four or five. Cause you had, you had Dwayne Haskins and then you had Alex Smith and you had some other scrub and Alan. then, wasn't there another one that got hurt and it went to Heineke? I'm not sure. I think Heineke was either four or five. Either way, not Crazy. QB one, not QB one for the what were they seven and nine Washington football team that limped into the playoffs, winning the shittiest conference in the NFL. Oh yeah, he this passed year. for this year, this year, this year. He passed for 352 yards, six more yards than regular season MVP Aaron Rodgers in the fucking playoffs. The fact that that could have been the game that kept that kept Tom Brady from winning his seventh Super Bowl and how close it actually came to being that is astounding. And I don't think people are talking about it enough. The Washington football team really could have thrown a fucking wrench into these playoffs, and I'm actually very upset that they didn't. It's amazing. It really is. That's a great, that's a great stat, Karen. Thank you. Yes, and one other one I did want to throw out there, um, just because I thought it was ooh. funny, and I heard throw yeah, it. No, I'll catch su- it. Both butt surprise stat for you. So, 
Arch Manning, son of Cooper, nephew of Peyton and Eli, grandson of Archie, is 16 years old right now. He is probably the – I think he's the number one uh, ranked quarterback in the, in his uh, class right now. Um, already has offers from a ton of D1 schools here. So in about four years, he will be draft eligible. Tom Brady will be 47 years old. How amazing would it be to get an Arch Manning versus Tom Brady game four years down the road in the NFL? Just so I think, and I think that's what's motivating Tom Brady at this point. I think it's just so he can just, it's like some Game of Thrones shit. I'm going to go after your entire fucking lineage. I'm going to take down everyone in your family, except for Eli. Except for Eli. I... I, I I would venture. Okay, so f- in order for something like that to happen, uh, the closest it would get to happen is Tom would have to remain with the Bucks, right? And Arch would have to be drafted by an NFL. I'm uh, sorry, an NFC team. NFC. True. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not even talking about Super Bowl. I just think it'd be funny that like if Arch Manning just played any game against Tom Brady. I agree. But in a perfect world, you know, in in a world where good defeats evil. He would like muscle Tom Brady out of a starting job in Tampa. That'd be kind of funny. Oh my God. T- Tom would never allow it to happen. Oh, 100% no. But at the same time, neither would Archie. Archie was the reason Dan Jones wasn't starting. So you never know. Maybe we get a fight to the death. Archie Manning versus Tom Brady. I'd pay to see that. Rough and rowdy. Let's go. Make it happen, Barstool. <laughs> I paid 20 bucks to watch Jose Canseco turtle like a little bitch. Did he get knocked out by the intern? TKO. He like he made the the fight lasted nine seconds. Uh, Billy landed a few punches. Jose went down and just kind of like covered himself up, and the ref called it TKO. He's like, oh my shoulder! My he said he said he, he said he's tore his shoulder. He took a dive. He he cashed his check and took a dive. He's a little bitch. Fuck Jose Canseco. Wow. You know what? I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a quick tangent real quick. So. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite lines in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is when Raphael meets up with Casey Jones for the first time and Casey goes after Raphael and at one point he dodges and then catches the bat in his hand and he says, is this a Jose Canseco bat? Tell me, you didn't pay money for this. And <laughs> and then he, then then Casey slugs him. And I'll always remember that in my head. So anytime I hear about Jose Canseco, uh, I think of that that uh, quote from the movie. All-time scumbag. Biggest scumbag in sports, I'll say. I'll just say it. Uh, I don't know. He's up there. He's on yeah. the dream team of scumbags. Fair. Would you yeah. say on the Mount Rushmore? Top four? Ooh. Um, fuck. What's his name? Played for the Reds. Bosworth. Oh, oh uh, uh, shit. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. You got yeah, you, I, I, I'd, I'd let Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame before Jose. Pete Rose didn't do anything wrong as a player. He has the all-time hits record. That's never going to be beaten. That's never going to be beaten. Okay. Just because back then it was harder to track people betting, that doesn't mean that he didn't bet while he was a player. Fair. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's a pattern of behavior. You're going to tell me... All of a sudden, in in the twilight <laughs> of his of his years, he decided to become a scumbag 
uh, gambler. No, that's shit that starts when you're a kid. See, it's funny too, because like all he had to do is just not become a manager and he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. If he was just like some degenerate gambler that would just like gamble all his shit away and wasn't a manager. Oh, you mean Michael he'd Jordan? He'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. No, dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, now that we're talking about Hall of Fame, I just want to mention Peyton Manning. He got elected to the Hall of Fame. It took seven seconds. Like, yeah, you couldn't give you couldn't give him less of a shit. Yeah. In that I video. Saw, I saw when they told him and he was like, he was like, Oh, this is great. Uh, I got to go back to recording my TV show. I I got bills to pay. So ESPN pays me hundreds of millions of dollars to travel to cities and just talk about football. My life is so hard. God, I just want to be his valet. I just want to pack his bags, carry them everywhere, drive him places. Are you listening yeah, to ESPN? Be a sick gig. I feel like he'd, I feel, I feel like he would just be like a cool dude to hang out with. You know, like, oh no, car broke down. We just, we just, Toss a football back and forth on the side of a highway. That's that's my idea, Evan. <laughs> Just playing catch with Peyton Manning, like on at the, the end of Field of Dreams, on the side of the road, <laughs> waiting for AAA. All right, so season's over. There's not much really else to say. Uh, the off season has officially begun for all 32 teams. Kieran, is there any uh, off season movement? Uh, that's excited you so far. I know we kind of touched on it last time and a few times before that is anything really jumping out of you is like, Oh man, this is great. I think just like the quarterback carousel, you know, kind of spearheaded by, um, I keep wanting to say Sam Bradford. I always get Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford confused. We've talked about this before. The names are just two. The letters are all similar, whatever. Matt Stafford going to LA um, in a, in a pretty big trade, um, the Rams gave up quite a bit just because obviously Sean McVay has plans the first day of the draft and just can't be there for whatever reason. He's got shit to do. Um, so he, they're just never going to pick in the first round ever again for the rest of our lifetime, at least. But anyway, they got a new franchise quarterback out of the deal. Um, and I think he's going to do very, very well out in L.A. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for golf going to Detroit, going to a team that's struggling and that's putting it nicely but I think just the quarterback carousel and like seeing where guys are going there's a lot of free agents at the quarterback position this year um, there's a lot of free agents uh, on the defensive side of the ball as well um, so I think just this is just a big year for free agents um, and a lot of guys asking for trades you know we talked about Wentz we talked about Watson you know what these you know after Stafford got traded you know what are these guys gonna you know, what are teams going to demand for this caliber of, of quarterback? Let's touch on some quarterbacks real quick. So Dak Prescott, apparently, according to the Cowboys, if they don't come to a, an agreement, they plan a franchise tag him for the second time and final time. Uh, what are your thoughts real quick? Um, I kind of get why um, the Cowboys aren't really in a position to be trading anything for a big name quarterback. Dak is himself a big name quarterback. You know, uh, Jones has come out and said a bunch of times, like, he's our quarterback, he's our guy. You know, Jerry Jones is also notoriously a little bit tight-fisted when it comes to contracts. Uh, so that's going to be one thing. The injury is another huge thing. You know, compound fractures are no joke. Um, and I know, you know, Alex Smith came back after thinking he wasn't going to walk again. Um, he might not have even had a leg again uh, this year, but he was able to come back. So you never know. Um, modern medicine, especially modern medicine, when you have billions of dollars uh, to spend, 
is a, is a wonderful thing, but you know, you can't fix the, the mental aspect of that, you know, True. Alex, well, I also showed real quick, you know, there also needs to be, you know, medically, there is a huge difference between one giant bone in your leg and there's like 32 bones in your ankle. Tiny little bones that were all work in conjunction to make your ankle function properly. One of those things doesn't heal right and none of it works right again. But your your femur, you just they put rods up against it. It 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 heals and that's it. There's only there's one. It broke that's in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a huge difference between that those two situations. I would much rather break my femur than break my ankle for the sheer fact that I only need to heal one thing and that's it, you know, mm-hmm. but we, we won't, we won't drag on too long uh, about Dak, you know, uh, you know, it's, I just found it interesting that, you know, it puts, puts, puts Dak in a real pickle because now it's like two years in a row. It's like, Hey, we're, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna give you a, a real contract. We're just going to make you stay here one more year for, a good amount of money. It's 30 something million dollars. It's nothing to shake a stick at, but you know, but it's not what Dak wants. No, of course it's not what he wants. He wants a big old fat contract. He wants to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. Unfortunately, he doesn't play like the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. I mean, like, and especially after the ticket, my home signed, I'm sure when he signed that, you know, Dak in his head was just seeing dollar signs, you know, but he's not Pat Holmes. He doesn't have, I honestly, I don't think he has the weapons Pat Mahomes has. You know, the Cowboys have some good wide receivers, but you know, when it comes to backs, I don't, I don't, I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys backfield has been underwhelming at best, especially from Zeke, the guy who they actually did pay. Right. And if I was Jerry Jones uh, being tight-fisted, number one, but number two, like, oh, I just paid this one guy a whole bunch of money and he didn't do shit for me when I needed him most – why am I going to pay this other guy who just got hurt even more money? True, but I think it was Jerry's fault in the first place, honestly, in this case. I think Dak is a more reliable just person in general than Zeke is. Zeke is out for Zeke. I feel like Dak is a little more – I don't know, maybe it's just because, like, there's the, the aura that a quarterback gives off that he's, like, the face of the team and leadership. all that stuff. Zeke is – yeah, leadership, Exactly. You know, I don't think Zeke really has that leadership. I think Dak does. You know, I think I think Dak can command a room. Zeke is kind of off in his own world. You know, he's kind of he's the, you know, he's the A Rod of, you know, of the Dallas Cowboys. He, hmm. It's all about him. It's you know, he wants his money. He got his money. You know, he, you know, he didn't do nothing. To, you know, he I, I believe he earned it. But if there's one thing that you know, all NFL GMs will tell you, you can't pay the running back. Their careers are much shorter. There's a much higher risk of injury. And you see what happens this year. You pay the kid a shit ton of money. He's like, all right, well, I got fucking mine. Fuck you. I've been saying, I've been saying that since this podcast started. <laughs> you don't, don't pay, pay running backs. Don't pay the running backs. Anyway, moving on, talking about another NFC East team. It looks like Wentz will be traded to the Chicago Bears for Foles and Tariq Cohen. What are your thoughts? Bringing Foles back to the city of brotherly love could be a, you know, match made in heaven. Um, We've all seen, you know, and I've said it a million times on this podcast, I think Nick Foles is the best backup quarterback in the league. And he's probably middle of the road when it comes to being a starting quarterback. You know, 
when he went to Jacksonville, there was all these high hopes. He was going to be the dude. He was going to be the guy. And it didn't really work out. Um, same thing in Chicago. You know, they tried starting him as like the starting quarterback and same thing happened. I think his best situation is, is, you know, he's the Alex Moran. He's good in a tight situation when you need him to be good. But when he's got to be the guy every single week, Sunday after Sunday, I don't know. I think that falls short. Now, Tariq Cohen coming to the Eagles, I think that's where the Eagles are going to win this trade because, you know, Drum is an Eagles fan yourself. You know, it's been a fucking revolving door of, you know, of a backfield for you guys. You know, at one point you guys had basically three starting running backs uh, mm-hmm. and they were basically interchangeable throughout the entire year. This gives you a one solid RB one. And it also gives you a lot of depth because your running backs aren't, they're not bad. They didn't, you know, it's just, you didn't never had that one solid number one go-to guy. And mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen gives you that. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we get rid of Wentz and we can move on. I'd be more happy about getting rid of the contract or at least a portion of it. Cause I don't, there's no, there's no way you're going to sucker a team into p- taking the whole thing on. Well, it looks like we'd be taking on, uh, Fulce's contract. Oh, is that big? Yeah. He got a big one. Ah, shit. Yeah. I mean, it can't be as big as once you dumped a shit ton of money into that yeah. kid. But Fulce had, Fulce had a big contract. I don't have the numbers here right now, but Texans are still holding to their, we are not trading Deshaun Watson. Yeah, which, oh my, I'm like, I don't know, how many years does he have left on his contract, you know? I think he just signed like a year or two ago, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know how much longer he has on his contract, but just uh, if the guy doesn't want to be there anymore, just trade him. Make, the, make it Because you're going to get. Make it easy. Yeah. And you can basically, just, you can name your price at this point after the Stafford trade. Teams are going to give up a fuck of a lot for for Deshaun Watson. And I think honestly, the team that has the most to give te- to the of Houston is the jets. Mm-hmm. You can trade for Darnold and a fuck ton of picks, because if there's one thing that's for certain, the jets are going to have a pretty fucking high pick in the first round every goddamn year. So if you can get Darnold and like, maybe, maybe not the first rounder this year, cause they're picking second, but like, you know, a second rounder this year, a first rounder next year and Darnold, that's not bad. And I've said it a million times. I don't think Donald's dead yet. I think you put him in a situation like Houston has where, well, I mean, anything's a better situation than fucking North Jersey right now, but I, I think, I think he's situation than North Jersey. It's a very good point, but yeah, I, I think he's going to, I think he, he's not, his career is not shot yet. He's not a bust yet. He's like a year or two away of playing for the jets from him being a bust. And I think if you send him to Houston where there's, you know, a solid team around him, he has at least some weapons. But, like, you know, at this point, like, Houston, it's like you almost owe it to Watson to trade him, man. It's like you've done nothing but fuck the kid over day in and day out. You traded away his fucking only big weapon to Arizona. Like, what does that say to him? It's like, hey, man, like, I've brought you guys – I'm a national championship winning quarterback. I've put the team on my back and brought them to the playoffs between me and D hop. And now you trade them away. Like, fuck you. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, fuck you. If you had, all right. And it's like, if you don't trade me, it's like, all right, pay me these hundreds of millions of dollars. And then I'm fucking gone. Yep. Before you can, before you can even say, Hey, Deshaun, you want to talk about your contract? No, you're done. 
It's it's the day that contract's up, he is out of your life, and you wasted so much money and got nothing out of it. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. Uh, we'll see it as it develops. You know, very excited every day. Every day, I I wait for another uh, alert from Adam Schefter on Instagram. Love the Shefty tweets for sure. So, Karen, why don't you update us on what's going on with Jersey? Uh, the Devils, <laughs> COVID. Um, not a it's not tough. a whole fucking lot. Yeah. Um, basically, half the starting roster right now is on the is on the COVID protocol list. Doesn't mean they all have COVID. Obviously, it just means they you know probably a few of them tested positive. And obviously, you know, being in close quarters as a hockey team is they've all been exposed to it in, in one way, shape or form. Um, it's even trickled down to the AHL. Uh, AHL season was supposed to start up last week. The, the, uh, the Binghamton Devils had to uh, postpone two of their games against the Hershey Bears due to COVID related issues. So it's, it's something that's, it's not just affecting the Devils too. We're seeing it more and more. Um, Buffalo, their head coach tested positive for it uh, after playing the Devils. Two of the refs in the Devils uh, Buffalo game has has contracted. It, it's it's almost turned into a, a point where, you know, the NHL is looking a lot like the MLB, where it's just like team after team after team postponement after postponement after postponement. You know, it it makes you worry that the only fucking season that's going to happen is the fucking North Division because Canada actually has their fucking shit together. It's a scary situation. Um, I'm. It's a situation that I'm glad football never really had to get into. Um, they're the only. They're the only sport so far that was an affected schedule. I mean, it was kind of affected schedule wise, but no one missed the game. They didn't have a short season. They played, you know, the normal amount of games and the normal amount of time. Super Bowl didn't get pushed. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know how they have the largest roster of any professional sports team other than baseball, probably, but it's crazy. Who knows, man? Hockey players are crazy. Indeed. Ladies, gentlemen, thank you for joining us this season. We're going to be taking a little vacation. Eric is uh, studying to be a wizard. Uh, Kieran and I are going to take some time to spend time with our loved ones in this crazy time. You guys enjoy the rest of this off season. We'll catch you sometime around uh, the draft, right, Kieran? Sounds about right. After all the, the postseason drama is wrapped up in the off season. Oh, let's be um, honest. You know. There's always going to be postseason drama. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Adios.